Welcome to Apple at Work, the podcast where we discuss everything about Apple and the enterprise. My name is Bradley Chambers, your host as always. Back on the show for the first time in, I guess, nearly two plus years, Jordi Woodman from Route 3. Hey, how's it going? Hey, thank you. Uh, hi, Bradley. Uh, yeah, great to be back. Uh, was a pleasure being there a couple of years back and uh, well, happy to join you again. I I'm, I think sometimes like today we, we get like, I don't know, negative on things, especially like online. It's like, it's like everything's terrible. It's like, yeah, you know, like some things things are bad, but I always like like to stop and think like you are across the world to me. Uh, we are talking for free, basically. Uh, I mean, we have some infrastructure here to like manage the recording, but essentially for free uh, instantaneously. I, I, I always just find like you take a step back, you're like, you know what? Like, this is pretty cool. Like 30 years ago, like you just couldn't do this. Yeah, it's it's amazing to uh, connect in this, this these ways with uh, so many people around the world uh, with, 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 with our apps uh, in the community and the Slack admins community, but also uh, with you in the in the podcast, uh, it's like there's no uh, no boundaries anymore. There's so, not. It's, uh, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, so okay. So I want to. We got. We want to talk about support app, uh, which I think is just to me is like one of the coolest apps. And it's like I even think it's like I don't. I don't know why Apple hasn't built this, and like this should be included, like in every enterprise Mac. Like this should be like something built in. But before we get to that, like I. You know, I don't want to pretend like the people listening today listened to the show years ago. Who is Root3 and what do you all do? Yeah, uh, we're uh, Root3 uh, based in uh, the Netherlands uh, in uh, next to Amsterdam, uh, basically in Amsterdam. Uh, we're a managed service provider for uh, Apple products. Uh, so we basically support organizations to get the most out of their Apple devices. So, yeah, we provide like uh, managed workplaces, consultancy, uh support for end users and yeah on the site we do some development uh, since a couple of years uh with our support app uh with different products now so uh yeah we try to cover the whole apple ecosystem uh from both the management consultancy perspective and also trying to solve some uh problems that we see that with tools that are not out there yet uh, so we build them ourselves if we see uh, a gap one of the i mean i, I guess going back maybe 2015, 2014, I remember reading like Gartner reports about like managed service providers are going to be the thing um, in the future. And like I, at the time, I even thought like, eh, like, I guess maybe like I, just, I sort of didn't believe it. But I think what I, I didn't anticipate was the serious lack of skill set among that companies would have like you just like run the game not even just on the apple side but like on the infosec side like there are not enough engineers that are properly trained in all things companies need that, that to, to really re reasonably do in-house um and, and certainly like you get to where like you almost can't afford it and that really you know even if a company has an internal it team i, I kind of look at it as often the maintenance team brings in external contractors to do work so like maybe you have a fully staffed maintenance department but like you do not you don't have any skilled plumbers on staff or you don't have any skilled hvac technicians on staff and you don't maybe don't want to um and and, and so like then in, in the technology world the managed service providers are i think really same thing so like maybe again you're like we we have people in house like we don't want to touch device management like we're, we're happy to like be trained but like we want somebody day to day thinking about that 
Um, so with that in mind, like who are, like what are customers leveraging you all for? Like kind of what are the common day-to-day tasks? Is it, is it like consulting on what devices to buy? Is it spinning up their device management? Is it ongoing security training? Like what, what are some of the roles you all fill for your customers? Well, the, the, the core business is, is indeed uh, managing devices using an MDM solutions. Uh, so we, we have a lot of organizations that come to us that they, they have Apple devices. They have had Apple devices for a long time, uh, but they're expanding uh, probably as part of a choose your own device program that we see more and more uh, coming to organizations because people just want Apple devices. They've been using them uh, at the university or uh, in their childhood, and they just love Apple devices, so they want to keep using it. The organization is usually Microsoft-focused, and yeah, then they suddenly have a challenge. How are we going to deal with those Apple devices? Sometimes they try to solve it themselves, but yeah, if they're really Microsoft-focused, they I think they shouldn't. Uh, they should uh, hire a specialist to to do so. So that's what when we come in, we uh, we we help them with uh, spinning up Apple Business Manager, for example. Tell them about the benefits of yeah using Apple devices in the enterprise, how they fit within their organization, how you can uh, yeah enroll them as as smooth as possible with a yeah clean and and very user friendly user experience, while also helping them securing their devices. Uh, of course, eh? I mean, it, it all starts with management, but it's often hand in hand with, with security. So what are the best practices? How can we help them yeah, create a nice balance between those uh, those two? Uh, so, for example, eh, how are you going to deal with uh, things like a CIS benchmark on, on those devices? What are the right controls to put uh, to enable uh, or what creates a very bad user experience? And yeah, for most organizations, they just trust us with, with their Apple devices. We uh, set it all up, their uh, mobile device management solution. Uh, we, we provide a, a couple of them uh, or we provide support for a couple of them. Uh, so uh, configuring devices, pushing applications and uh, keeping them up to date, those applications. Um, and also, yeah, uh, helping them with uh, with security. It's... Um... One of the things you said about like the, you know, when you when you go into those different benchmarks is the controls, and it's it's in some ways easy to lock everything down um, to achieve achieve those controls. But I think one of the things that like, especially like your core, like I, that follow like the Mac admin ethos. I'm, I'm making I'm completely making that up, but like to me that means like we we love the Mac because we like the way it works and we like how it you know we just we're comfortable with it. So if you lock the device down too much, it, it really reduces the functionality of the device. And uh, one of the things, but you do have to meet those benchmarks. So like, I think that's the role of an experienced integrator is like knowing what knobs to turn that can, and, and knowing how to turn them that like don't impact the end user when, when it's not necessary. Uh, I, I was talking to somebody recently and I, we were like talking of through this like long time paradigm of like security versus productivity on your devices. And I said, you know, one of the things that Apple has managed to achieve specifically on the Mac, because in some ways it's like the iPad and the iPhone are like always semi locked down uh, by like by the design of the systems, but like on the Mac specifically in the enterprise, 
Apple has over the years allowed security with productivity. So um, good example. I mean, the example I always go with is Apple's endpoint detection API. Um, you know, you, you run some of those tools on the PC. They can just slog your computer down and like you feel them. But Apple came at that problem like, OK, we got to preserve a great Mac experience. But we realize IT professionals and security professionals, we need more data on these devices and we need more control. So how do we build the best of both worlds? And like you can run, you know, CrowdStrike's uh, Falcon on the Mac and you kind of don't know it's there. And the IT teams are, are getting the data they need. They're able to uh, log the data, log what's happening on the device. But like the end user still loves the computer. And so, again, I think it's that security with productivity I say all that to say, like, that's why you need an integrator who understands the Mac and doesn't just understand computers, understand security. Like, you have to understand, like, the intricate fundamentals of this device. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we've been helping organizations to really uh, advise them what tools to use. See, there are still many security tools that do not use the proper frameworks or do all sorts of yeah, not recommended things on, on the device. And we had, a, of course, the transition from kernel extensions to the modern system extensions. So we always ask those companies, uh, uh, have you really investigated the tools that you're going to use? Do they fit within the Apple frameworks? Uh, because if they don't, they will really impact your workflows and productivity. Uh, you may still have a secure device, but in the end, you're not going to win because users are not productive anymore, especially when we've seen situations with developments, uh, builds taking forever because of security tools getting in the way or like two or three different agents uh, putting on the device because it needed to be there because security said so. Uh, but yeah, that did really harm uh, the user experience. So. Um, well, like you said, yeah. there are many tools out there just within uh, the, the new uh, endpoint security uh, APIs that work just great and you don't even notice they're there. This episode of Apple at Work is sponsored by Mosul. Deploying, managing, and protecting Apple devices at work should be difficult or require several solutions. Mosul is the only Apple unified platform for business. By combining enhanced device management, endpoint security, Internet privacy and security, single sign-on, and enhanced app management into a single Apple-only platform. Businesses can now easily and automatically deploy, manage, protect their Apple devices automatically with one solution at an affordable price. With a solution for every business size and the best support in the market, start a free 30-day trial and see firsthand why Mosul is more than an Apple MDM. Mosul is everything you need to work with Apple. To learn more, visit business.mosul.com. That's business.mosyle.com. Thanks to Mosul for sponsoring Apple at Work this week. I mean, I, I think I may have to bleep kernel extensions out on the podcast. I don't know that, that I don't know if, like oh. that's going to be allowed to. I think <laughs> it's going to be. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, I. Um, so again, I kind of wrapping up that part of our, of our show. Like the the managed service providers, there are. You know, even if you you know you're a skilled IT professional. Um, you know, in the Mac, like it, I think it still makes sense to kind of have somebody to guide you along again, specifically around some of these compliance issues. Uh, that's where I think even if like, Hey, I know how to troubleshoot the Mac. I know how to fix things. The getting, getting those compliance issues in place, uh, are critical. But you know, one of the things you said about like these tools, understanding your tools, one of the things that tends to really cause damage when we like, you know, again, Apple's on this 12 month upgrade cycle 
And one of the things that can cause damage here is when you're using tools that are not using modern frameworks, those those are the ones that break first. And that's why it's critical that you use tools that are kind of running alongside Apple um, and, and, and like skating to where the puck's going, essentially. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's uh, that, that's actually how we see it. Uh, and, and, and also Apple has a very nice tool that, that may help organizations, uh, the Mac evaluation utility that does like a, like a sanity check on everything that's on your deployed device and does check if, if yeah, they, they see any, any issues like code signing or bad frameworks or no, no frameworks at all or any other issues that you may have on your network. Uh, so that's also a very helpful tool that, that Apple have been, has been building out in the last couple of years to uh, really enter that enterprise uh, section of, uh, of the world. And uh, um, yeah, so it, it's, uh, we're in a better place, I think, than the uh, last couple of years. Uh, like I said, uh, we've had some difficult uh, upgrades in, uh, in, the, in the past uh, past years uh, with a lot of pain web security tools didn't work anymore because they had to transition to uh, modern uh, APIs uh, but I think the last two or three releases uh, that really benefited all the organizations because if you look at uh, Ventura or I think the, the coming release uh, I think they're both are going to be very uh, very seamless to for organizations to upgrade uh, and that that's great because users will get the latest and greatest uh, as soon as as yeah as possible um, so uh, if, if if you look at our vision we should be able to upgrade at, at day one uh, ideally uh, it's not always possible but at least you should should try and and uh, deliver the, the yeah the, the new features to your users uh, so that, yeah they can even be more more productive. One of the things you know the reason I uh, I love I always you're one of my favorite people to follow, follow on LinkedIn. Um, you you just have fantastic content over the years and and, and oftentimes you'll put it uh, in a language I don't understand but Link, LinkedIn has a really good uh, translate feature um, and so uh, I like the talk back and forth. And I don't think I've ever mentioned this to you. I actually, my family history is Netherlands. So like I, like half oh, really? of my blood is, is like, is Netherlands. So I don't think I've ever mentioned that to you, but anyways, um, <laughs> a couple of years ago, we talked to you about the support app. Um, I, I just think it's like one of those like simple apps. You're like, you see it and you're like, Oh, like that makes sense that like all that data, like, it's just one of those, like it just clicks apps that I don't even know why, like, it's just so much useful information. And I think it's particularly important when you are dealing with, remote employees like that level that support is a it is like i don't want to say like a hundred percent harder but like supporting remote max is uh supporting remote computers in general is challenging because a there's so many variables you don't control with like the home network and then like b sometimes like you know it's just easier to see something um you know it's like i my first job um out of high school uh like while i I was doing it while i was in college was i did isp tech support and like i always just tell people like if you're in technology you're like you need to have done tech support at some time in your life and if you can do isp tech support like you will build the war wounds on how to talk to people because like that is a challenge uh it just gives so much useful information so let's take a step back pretend no one has heard of the support app uh, from our episode a couple years ago what is the support app and why did you all build it yeah, of course. Yeah, it's it's a, a small application that lives in your menu bar, uh, so in the in the, in the top uh, top of your your screen. Uh, we have a small icon uh, that can be anything, your logo or uh, something else, uh, another icon, 
if you click on it, it's it's like a small popover. So it, it, it yeah, it's uh, it just falls on top of the other windows, and it just shows um, diagnostic information, uh, very simple diagnostic information about your Mac, such as what's your computer name, uh, for for how many days have the device not been rebooted. Uh, is there any storage left? Uh, when is your password uh, about to expire? Uh, and also, is there a software update uh, available? Uh, besides those diagnostics, uh, we also uh, uh, allow organizations to create custom buttons uh, below those diagnostics, which we call info items. And those uh, those buttons can uh, yeah can be f- are fully configurable. So organizations can customize the title. Uh, we have a subtitle available uh, to them, uh, a custom icon from the SF symbol uh, library that Apple provides. And uh, they can decide uh, when the user clicks on it, what to open. Uh, is it, for example, it could be a shortcut to, to, uh, to a website uh, like a uh, support portal or create an email, uh, put in a, an IT support ticket or open an application. Um, can just be any anything that the, the administrator wants. Um, and for more advanced usage, we provide ways to run yeah, your own scripts or commands uh, when you click on a button. So it can be very powerful. It's, it's, it's from very simple to configure with, with your branding and, and just open up a couple of shortcuts to more advanced usages with yeah, very uh, different ways and, and yeah, can basically do anything you wanted to do we have a couple of use cases but perhaps uh that's for later yeah yeah it's again it's uh i'll have a link to it in the show notes like it's just it's really cool and it's a lot of stuff that like companies would it's not like none of that data isn't there already but i think what it does is like let's pretend you're a you know support team who you're you know you got to take it turned in on like let's say you got like an it ticket that you know channel on slack and someone you know, does a support ticket and you're like, to me, my first question would be like, Hey, can you send me a screenshot of what you're sending support app? Like all that data, all that data is just like so much easier for the employee to find. Uh, and again, same thing that those quick icons are great. Cause again, that what, what people do now is that will typically end up in like a self-service app, you know, through your device management. But again, it's right there in the menu bar, uh, with support app. And one of the things that really, and I've got an article that I've got to write about this, um, coming out in a few weeks. Um, this, Sonoma's ability to put um, apps in the dock, um, you know, like how we used to do with the Fluid app years ago. And like, I mean, really like so many of your apps are just straight up web apps now, especially in the enterprise. And there is, from what I can tell, there is no control in Sonoma to like pre-populate a dock. And that's where like, it's something I really would love to see Apple do in the future. Because again, like, again, like an IT help desk, like that would be an awesome thing to have on your dock or again, like your Okta homepage or I mean, some of that stuff is just incredibly useful. Um, but you all just recently shipped uh, version 2.5. Now again, correct me if I'm wrong. This app is free to use, correct? Yeah, totally free and open source. Yeah. So, I mean, again, so if you're listening to this and you're a, an, an IT professional, like this is an app you can go deploy today for free. You can customize it to, to fit your organization. Um, but again, so version 2.5 uh, caught my eye when you announced it on LinkedIn. Um, what it, What's new about it? Yeah. Yeah. We've been iterating on new features in the last couple of years. Uh, so it, it actually started with uh, in, in the pandemic and, and then 
uh, yeah, we've been adding uh, new features uh, along the way. Uh, but one of the key features here, I think, uh, that we, uh, challenges that we face ourselves because we'd like to brand uh, the app uh, with the organization logo, but also for our customers with our uh, logo, uh, because by default, we, we have like a default generic icon. So we had to package our logo every single time and distribute that uh, through the uh, MEM solution. So one of the things that we now support remote URLs to images, so you can just point in the configuration profile uh, that is required to set up the app using your MEM solution, a link to your logo can live anywhere on, on the internet um, and it will just show no need to package and, and distribute that anymore. Um, other things, I think the one I like the most is the new uh, software update integration. We had uh, a way of showing uh, that there is an update available using uh, a notification badge in the info item in the, in the app. Uh, if you would click on that, it would just open the software update settings uh, page in uh, system settings. But now we uh, can even show more information to the user. So if you click on that item, it will just show a small popover with the update available to the user. And below that, we provide a way to provide additional context to the user uh, to explain the user why it is important that they update as soon as possible because software updates have been challenging. Uh, macOS software updates uh, have been challenging over the last couple of years. Uh, so we, we would like to explain to users why software updates are important. And it does support Markdown. So you can even put in a, a, a link uh, to, like to your update policy. Uh, so just providing a little bit more context to the user, like, hey, this is an update from the organization. It is recommended because of this uh, security probably, but uh, just a little bit more uh, explanatory to, to the user. Uh, yeah, another one uh, that I like, uh, a lot of feedback on this, and, and uh, I thought, why haven't we done this before? That this built-in variables uh, organizations have been using uh, the app for many, many use cases, uh, but they want to, to put in their own information dynamically, like names, usernames, full names, or serial numbers, and, and, and even more uh, things that, that live locally on the device, but are very handy to present into the app. Uh, so we've been adding uh, built-in uh, support for built-in variables. Uh, so you can do something like dollar local full name uh, in the title of the app and it would just show the full name of the macOS local user account which work, works very great in uh, very well in, in a uh, shared uh, deployment uh, for, for example with education or uh, other organizations where there are multiple uh, user accounts on the Mac uh, the user logs in and it will just pull the, the local full name of, of that user um, so that's uh, all dynamic and for example, IP address uh, can be shown, uh, like I said, serial number, uh, many requests for that. Um, because yeah, like in, in the pandemic, it's it's very handy remotely to uh, to have that information as yeah, as quickly available as possible and, and just copy and paste it in a in a ticket. And um, yeah, we have that support right now. Um, and also for support app extensions, that's also a feature that we've been in, uh, we've introduced, uh, I think last year. Uh, it's like a custom info item, so custom diagnostic. So organizations can show uh, any yeah, diagnostic information that, that they want. I got a lot of requests from, hey, can we 
built-in support for showing an, a VPN IP address or can we build in support for this and this? Then I thought, okay, why not make it modular and, and, and fully customizable so they can just show whatever they want uh, using a script or something else? Um, and, and, and now they can, but uh, some information they'd like to show there uh, can be a, a warning to the user. It, it, they want, hey, you might want to attract the user's attention, like, hey, there's something wrong with your machine, uh, with the battery or something else. Uh, please check. Um, so now we do support uh, setting an, an, a warning with those uh, support app extensions. So they can trigger uh, something in, in the profile, in the script. And then the menu bar app will just show a notification badge that there's something going on and uh, that the user's uh, attention is uh, required. Um, one thing I'd like uh, in, uh, to configure with that is something with uh, the, uh, the macOS uh, security compliance project. I don't know if people know it. It's for creating baseline, security baselines, for example, integrating with the CI's benchmark. And you can easily... Uh, we have a, a, an example available, actually, in our GitHub repository. But you can quite easily uh, have that baseline uh, enabled on your machine, show it in the support app how many items of the baseline are uh, non-compliant. And if there are any, show warning that there's something wrong and they might need to contact IT to get that fixed. Yeah, some variable. other fixes, but uh, yeah, the, those are the most important things, uh, yeah, I think. The the variables it really caught my eye when I was like looking into it. I mean, there's just tons of options here. You've got and I, I've um, uh, you can read all of them on the, on the GitHub page. Local computer name, local model name, local model short name, local full name, username, macOS version, version name, serial number, IP, a bit's available. Again, just like incredible stuff that you, you know is really relevant when you're doing support that can easily be copied and pasted into a ticket. And I think that's I guess ultimately a high level like this. It makes it easy for the end user to get some of this key data out of the machine and into a ticket to give the IT professional, like the support engineer, what they need. Um, really, really good. Um, let's talk about rapid security response. That's been a, that's been a challenge for a lot of people this year. Um, we saw our friends at Adigy release a watchdog utility that kind of helps some stuck machines. Um, what are your thoughts on rapid uh, security response and like kind of what is the role of support app here overall? Yeah, I think the addition with rapid security response in macOS Ventura was was great because uh, it it didn't require uh, a lot of time to uh, to apply those updates. It's like tiny security updates that uh, it it just requires a reboot uh, of your machine, uh, so you don't have to stare to an Apple logo with a progress bar for a couple of minutes. It's just reboot and and applied. Uh, it's done uh, as easy as that. Um, but previously, you couldn't see the, the rapid security response version in the support app. So what Apple basically did with, with those uh, rapid security response uh, uh, version numbering is appending uh, a, a letter <laughs> next to their version number. So, for example, we had like macOS 13.4.1, for example. Well, uh, there was a rapid security response uh, remember correctly uh it was actually 13.4.1 i think and they appended the letter c behind it to indicate that you have this rapid security response applied onto your system and those those updates are very important because they they do really fix uh quite serious um vulnerabilities so as an organization you do want to get them installed 
Um, and uh, yeah, and organizations previously couldn't see if it was installed in our support app. Uh, but we built support to uh, so now they can they can now just see the the exact letter number uh, or letter that uh, uh, that is active with the rapid security response. Now, last thing, um, it, it looks like you're already ready for the future here with um, the next version of macOS Sonoma, which you know at this rate probably looking at 60 days out before that's available, um, just my guess. Um, what are your thoughts on Sonoma for, for end users, IT professionals? Uh, how difficult was it to go ahead and build in support for Sonoma uh, with this new version? Um, it, I think it's a great release uh, that, that's uh, lying ahead of us, uh, macOS 14, uh, Sonoma. Um, a lot of exciting uh, end-user features, I think, but for IT professionals specifically, uh, Apple's really focusing now on the declarative device management uh, part within MDM. Uh, and I think that will be of great help uh, because there are still some challenges that we face, uh, like I said, specifically with uh, macOS security uh, or macOS uh, software updates. Um, and I think with their new features to completely overhaul that system and, and uh, they will basically let the device handle on itself uh, the enforcement of an update. And I really look forward to be able to test this uh, and see if there are any ways to integrate that into the support, uh, support app. Um, still have to see how it all pans out in, in the next couple of months. Uh, so it's still hard to to test all those new features because uh, Apple releases their betas and then the MDM solution needs to be ready for it. Uh, so yeah, I expect to be looking at at examples. Uh, yeah, uh, coming this fall, uh, somewhere around October, November, something around that. Uh, and and yeah, building in support for Sonoma is was basically uh, quite easy because we're using the the yeah the, the frameworks uh, recommended by Apple. Uh, Swift, Swift UI, uh, that yeah makes it quite easy to uh, to to integrate with uh, with the new OS. Just need to check a couple of things, uh, fix some bugs, and and uh, yeah, if you use those frameworks, it's uh, uh, yeah it's it's a walk in the park at some point to uh, to build out that support. So the, the most difficult part uh, was uh, the rapid security response. Uh, uh, to uh, to build that in and um, uh, yeah I think a lot of other bugs uh, were fixed uh, but not specifically for macOS 14 but uh, yeah I really look forward to the new features in uh, in that OS yeah that sounds good uh, again we're going to have a, a link to support app 2.5 in the show notes um, it, it, it's really it can, it's free like it's it's just I kind of I can't I can't think of reason not to use it uh, last question before we go how do you deploy it like what's what's this process like yeah, as you would guess, it's uh, it, um, you would use an MDM solution. Um, so it's a, a simple PKG, an installer uh, that just puts in uh, the application into your applications folder. And uh, the way you configure it is in your MDM solution. So we have full support for MDM. Um, on our GitHub page, there's uh, all the key, the preference keys that you would need to tailor it to your own to your own needs um, and it's it's uh, it's almost instant so if you uh, configure a title or 
a different icon or uh, change uh, the a link uh, uh, that's uh, work, that's living uh, under a, a button in the support app. Once you push it out to the device, it lands uh, uh, in uh, locally on on your machine. Uh, it's it's instantly changed to uh, to the new setting. Uh, so we don't work uh, with, with yeah. We try to avoid using a lot of scripts that we've been using in the past. Just focus on the future. Uh, just using MDM solutions, it's it's fully MDM agnostic, so you can use any MDM you like. Of course, we have some integrations with uh, with, with certain MDM uh, uh, solutions, but in general, it's it's quite easy to configure it with yeah, any MDM out there that supports a custom configuration profile. Very cool, very cool. Well, uh, Jordi, thanks for coming on the show. As always, great to catch up. Uh, keep up the good work with Support App. I mean, again, I think this ex- this gap is a prime example of like why the uh, Mac admins community is great. It's like building app. Honestly, you could probably charge for it and people would buy it. But I, I think it's one of those where uh, the entire community is made better by these tools. I know it's something you all probably you know, built for your own internal clients to make your lives easier to support them. Um, and so it's kind of like, Hey, let's just release this to the world and, and let everybody benefit from it. So again, check out the link in the show notes. Very easy to deploy. Uh, 2.5 is ready for Sonoma. So if you're, uh, giving, planning your Sonoma upgrades, make this part of your upgrade. And, uh, and uh, thanks again for coming on and we'll have you on again real soon. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure.